0: We are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. I want you to open your Bibles to Romans, the 12th chapter. Now, you've always heard someone say, Well, you know, I'm just trusting God. I'm trusting God in this matter. Well, have you ever just stopped and asked yourself, well, what is it that they're trusting about God? Sometimes when people say, I'm trusting God, that means that they're just leaving it all up to God. Well, just whatever God wants to happen is all right with me. Well, we know what God wants to happen. I mean, if you read the Word of God, you'll know what He wants to happen because His Word is His will. Have you ever noticed in the front of your New Testament there, it says the New Testament of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You see, actually what that says is the last will and testament. That's really what it means. It is the will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what he wills to happen in your life is every promise that is in this new covenant. So then if we say, you know, sometimes, well, I'm just trusting God to work it all out and just do all of this. Now, certainly there ought to be a peace of mind and a peace that passeth all understanding. When we pray and we meditate the Word of God, and as Paul says rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice with prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known unto God with thanksgiving and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. In other words, there ought to be a peace about it. But yet Paul goes on there in Philippians 4 to say, finally, brethren, Whatsoever things are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. In other words, it's something we have to do. We can't just say, well, I've prayed about it, now I'm just going to leave everything up to God. There are certain things we have to do. To be obedient, to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul, we must think on things that are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of good report, and give you time to meditating on that. Now, you see, those things are in the Word of God, the promises of God, are good, pure, perfect, lovely, and of good report. Well, now, someone said, yeah, but you see, my problem, it is true, all right, that I've got this problem, yes, but it's not lovely and of good report, so don't think on it. (laughs) <laughs> now, someone said, well, you're just hiding your head in the sand. No, we're doing exactly what the Apostle Paul said to do about it. With prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and then think on the good things and do everything you can do. Now, he didn't say just lay down and play dead, you know, or just quit your job and pray that your bills will be paid. No, you use your faith on your job. Now, we're here in Romans, the 12th chapter. Let's read something that Paul admonished the Roman church. Just start with verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now notice he said, don't be conformed. One translation says, don't let the world squeeze you into their mold. In other words, don't worry and fret and do the things the world does. Don't be conformed to the world, but be a transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, this word transformed is an interesting word. It's the Greek word that's translated transfigured, where Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, where he was transfigured before them. So your mind can be transfigured. Now, see, the indication is it's enlightened, did not it? Because the Bible says that his garments even glistened whiter than any fuller could white them. I mean, it was just a glow around him, an aura. Well, it was through the transfiguration, you see, and your mind can be done the same way with the Word of God. It can be enlightened, you can be transfigured, transformed, a lot of other adjectives that you could use. Now notice what he says in verse 3, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Now notice he didn't say not to think highly of yourself. Certainly we should. You see, Jesus became sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We need to become righteousness conscious in this day. I'm convinced if the church had taught righteousness like they've taught sin in the past three decades, we'd be spiritual giants right now. But there's been a sin consciousness. Paul said, awake to righteousness and sin not. When you become awakened to the fact that you are the righteousness of God, you lose the desire to sin. When you find out you're the righteousness of God. So he's not telling you not to think highly of yourself. See, there's so many people that say, but you know, Brother Caps, the Bible says that our righteousness is as filthy rags before God. There's none righteous, no, not one. Well, now, under the old covenant, that was true. There was none righteous, no, not one. There was none made righteous. There were none born again under the old covenant. There was a limited righteousness, but it was not righteousness by faith as we know it today. There was not a way to enter into grace because the only way you can enter into grace is through faith. But you see, our righteousness today is because of what Jesus did. And he gave us his righteousness. So see, we're not talking about our righteousness at all. We're talking about his righteousness But he says, not to think of yourself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now he goes on to bring this into context, for as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one member of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministry. And he that teacheth on teaching, he that exhorteth on exhortation, and so on. In other words, he is saying that there is given unto us, according to our calling, the ability to do what God has called us to do. And it takes faith to do what God called you to do. But now notice what he said. He has dealt to every man, didn't say some, every man, the measure of faith. What measure? The measure that you need to be able to fulfill that which God has called you to do. See, that's the context of it here. But yet there is a double reference here and a principle that goes much further than that. And that's what I really want to deal with this morning. And that is that God has dealt to every man... The measure of faith. In other words, all the faith there is. Now, quite often you hear it said this way. And I believe that we miss a lot. I mean, there may be some truth in that, but yet I think we miss a lot if we just see that. And that is this, the fact that someone said, well, now when you get saved, you get all the faith there is. Well, I don't believe that is really what Paul is implying here, and I think if we take that as being the truth, then we just simply miss what God has for us. Let me ask you something to kind of clarify what we're dealing with here is, if God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, then why don't every man have faith? See, Paul said in another place, not all men have faith. And then I know, too, that in this verse here, and in Romans, he's talking to the Roman church, and he says to every man among you, which would mean people that are born again, you see. So that's the context of it. But yet, there are born-again people that don't have faith for healing. They don't have faith for finances. Now, there are people born again, all of them have had faith for salvation, see. You couldn't be born again without it. By grace are ye saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now we make a mistake when we think that it is the faith that is the gift of God. Now let me show you why. And I know, I guess I preached it that way for a while myself. But you see, by grace are you saved. This is the way you're saved, by grace. And that is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Then if you read all the places there that Paul talks about that, the gift of God, he always refers to grace. Never refers to faith as being the gift of God there. In those instances, in Ephesians 2, 8 and 10, you see, and then you get over into Galatians, he talks about the grace which is given unto me, this grace which is given. See, so it is the grace that is the gift of God. And yet, here he says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Well, let's just say it this way. The only way that you can measure faith is to measure the amount of word that is in you. Because God's word is filled with faith. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. So if we're talking about faith that has been given, you see... Here in Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 3, where Paul said, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, in the context of this verse, he is really talking about every man among you in the Roman church. But yet, I believe this to be far more reaching than that because God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, notice it's the measure, not a measure. But you see, faith doesn't come by someone giving it to you. No, faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you that all of this week we're offering CD offer number 7107, 7107, it's entitled Understanding Faith's Components. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. We talk about the fact that there are three components to faith. The common misconception of many people is that they assume because they've heard the faith message, they have it. Well, there's more to it than just knowing about it. You have to have a revelation of the Word of God. And the first component of faith is knowledge of God. You can't believe any further than you have knowledge. If you don't know the promise, you couldn't have faith to believe for it. You have to have the knowledge of God. You must know what God has already done for us. You know, most Christians spend their time praying for God to do something He's already done. They pray that God will heal them. The Bible says, by His stripes ye were healed. It's a provision that's already made. God's not going to do any more about it healing you. He's done all He's ever going to do. Through the stripes of Jesus, through Jesus' suffering, you were healed. God sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Our part is to make a demand on the provision that God has already made. And the way you make a demand on that provision is through faith. You believe what God has said in His Word. Confess it with your mouth until faith gets in the heart. The second spiritual component Is understanding the promise of God. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, Jesus said, understands it not, then cometh the wicked and taketh away the word that was sown in the heart. If you don't understand it, somebody will talk you out of it. So you must understand or have a revelation of the word of God. That's offer number 7107, a single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling. It's entitled Understanding Faith's Components. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps.